this week on Ridiculously Bored. Do you manscape? Mom, I apologize for <laughs> for TMI. I've started shaving so, but hold on. Surprisingly, that's the middle of the story. So my godson slash nephew now thinks I'm a complete perv. Of course, the d- comes up in a screensaver. <laughs> he built it for a five foot tall man. Hey, everybody. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. Bored. I'm going to try it this week. If you like the show, there's a button down here, to, a bell to press. There's a like button, maybe a forward button. That's not Invite it. your friends. No, that's what not is it. it. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I did forget to say last week and the week before, um, if you enjoy this content, click the like button because that actually helps the algorithm too. It doesn't cost anything to subscribe. It doesn't cost anything to click the like button. So please do it. Um, yeah, that's it. Click the like button. All right. <laughs> All right, we are back for episode five. How was your week, Michael? The the week the week was interesting. Oh, I got a uh, that's a, a funny story that happened during the the, the weekend. Um, but first, I want to talk about let's talk about a couple questions that came up um, from last week's episode. Okay, well, let's first of all let's dwell on the fact that it's official that we now know that my mom is actively listening to the or watching the podcast. That's right. She's, she started commenting and my mom is a notorious commenter. So uh, everything we say will be, uh, I don't want to say guarded, but it will be, it will be watched and criticized from here on out. Yeah. And she sure. defended that the dog needed to be <laughs> saved because everybody else was saving the women and children first. And we had forgotten to save the dog last week. That's what she said. We left out of the story. Yeah, I don't I don't like I said, I don't remember her asking for the dog first, but um, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So I'm going to let you uh, I'll let you tackle that one. The defense <laughs> of that one. No, I I don't know what else to say. Like she she asked for the dog when we were still in the process of giving the kids off the boat. Yeah. She said the dog was getting smoke in its face, uh, um, and I joked yeah. with her that that's why the dog now has a two pack a day habit. That's where it started. <laughs> I think it's also important to note that we have multiple family members and friends that are actively bugging us if we're like an hour late posting a new episode. <laughs> Well, my cousin just sent me a message, which was Mr. Bean waiting, lying on the ground, tapping his foot, looking at plants. <laughs> and everybody else was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's coming later tonight. I said, David was away for the weekend. We're working on it. We'll get it out tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, we were able to get it out last night. All right. Well, at least somebody's enjoying it besides mm-hmm. you and I. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell me about your week. All right. So. First, let me start with a couple of basics. Do you know what a styptic pencil is? I have no idea. All right. So that's a, a pencil. I think it's pronounced styptic pencil. That's a pencil that you use when you're shaving on your face. If you cut yourself, it's basically, it's a chalky type residue that in essence makes it feel like you're burning the wound closed. So you cut okay. yourself shaving. So it's kind of like cauterizing it? 
basically that's what it feels like. And okay. like, it literally feels like it's burning. You can feel it. Uh, pretty handy if you happen to cut your, your, yourself shaving. Um, so that's part one of the story. The second part is, and this is where I'm going to find out more about you than I want to. Do you manscape? Yes, I do. You do? I do. From chest down, where do you stop? Where does that razor stop or shut off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Mom, I apologize for, <laughs> for TMI. <laughs> and I apologize to my kids who are also active listeners. Um, but they probably know this. Um, From I, all the hair on the floor? I don't. I, I hate body hair. In general, just hate body hair, hate it on myself, hate it on anybody else. So um, it annoys the crap out of me. And I'm an avid um, cyclist. So and the thing about cycling is if you crash and you have hair on your body, you basically are just asking for an infection because the hair gets caught in the scab and it gets pretty nasty. So well, I one, are you biking with clothes on? Of course, but it's shorts. And, you know, short sleeve shirts, you know, it's, it's Arizona, so it's mostly hot out. So not very many clothes on. So are you and your wife fighting over the Nair products in the house? To, to oh, get nice no, I tried Nair smooth? once uh, and I was shaving my chest hairs. <laughs> it, apparently I'm allergic to it because it left a nasty red, like almost like a birthmark for like three weeks. Jeez. Never doing that again. Yeah. So no, I just I just shave. All right. So and, and, and I have some products that are made by a company called Manscaped. <laughs> yep, I've, I've seen their products. Yep. One of the things they talk about actually is that the they limit the amount of nicks and cuts you end up getting. Oh, that's right? bullshit. No, that's okay, bullshit. Okay, well, I don't I don't use that product currently. I do. If that was the case, it's I might have. <laughs> <laughs> so as as you know, I'm Italian. Italians are pretty hairy, yes. top to bottom. We got hair all the way down. I always used to joke that if I shaved, I wouldn't know where to stop. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if I started on my chest, next thing you know, I'm at my ankles trying to get the, the line straight. <laughs> yes. Right. So I, I've decided in the recent past, I've decided to start the trimming process in certain areas. <laughs> and so I don't trim my chest, which whether I should or shouldn't doesn't matter. I don't trim my chest, but I've decided. <laughs> and this is this is pretty embarrassing. Overall, <laughs> I know where I'm going to tell it anyway. Oh, so I've, I've started shaving my balls. Right? <laughs> And I All right. have some time out, time out. Now I'm not letting you get through this too quick. We're going to milk this baby for at least another 40 minutes. <laughs> Why? I just I did it once in passing, like, and just to be honest, I like the way it feels. So I started it like it was okay. one of those things. So I've traveled a lot for work and it was one of those things that I was at like a hotel and I was like, oh, let me try it here. That way, if I make a fucking mess all over the bathroom, I'm not going to get yelled at. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so that's like that's where I first did it. And then since then, I've, I've kind of continued. By the way, this is eggnog, boozy eggnog for anyone that wants to know. It's nothing else. Yeah, it's uh, elephant semen. <laughs> one, one full glass. It is not that. <laughs> so I've, I've, I've been shaving them recently. And so this weekend, I'm in the shower, don't know what happened. Clearly, as it turns out, clip the nut. <laughs> so what a way to in, put it. in the shower, nothing really happens, right? Because I'm guessing if the water is trickling down, it's either trickling washing down and just blood. washing away the blood. Yeah. Or I know sometimes water can help make it feel like it's not bleeding, right? It kind of seals it for a little while it's going over it. So I don't notice it in the shower. Now- Did you feel it? 
No, I mean, one of those, whenever you're shaving down there, it's it's not the greatest feeling in the world anyway, right? So it feels a little rough. You're always worried something's happening. You know, just like when you shave your face sometimes, right? At the end of it, you're like, oh, shit, I actually got razor burn on my face. I didn't realize that when I was doing it. I don't shave my face, so I don't know. <laughs> well, after this, you're not going to want to shave your balls. <laughs> so I already don't I, want to shave my balls. So uh, you've talked about how you shower really quickly. I do, except I sh- when I shave, because right. I shave uh, in the shower, yeah. I, I shower in what I consider a normal cycle, five to ten minutes, but I actually get dressed once I get out of the shower pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So the whole process of getting out from drying off to putting on my underwear and my pants and stuff is a three to four minute process once I get out of the shower. So I do that, get out of the shower, get dressed, uh, get ready, go out. My wife and I are out. I um, am sitting down. I feel what feels like something dripping on your leg. So <laughs> now at this point, I, I did. I don't I have no recollection of, oh, maybe I cut myself while I was in the shower. Nothing. I just feel like, oh, hey, there's something going on. So, so you didn't realize it while you were toweling off? No. Oh. I, I actually, ironically, I looked later on the towel. I could see blood on the towel. So it was happening at the time. I just, I missed it. So I go into the bathroom. I look. It's bleeding. Blood all over the place. Um, go go into my bathroom. Call my call my wife. I'm like, I'm like my fucking balls are bleeding. <laughs> In essence, I'm like, can you get me the styptic pencil? Right, that's the first thing I think of, because again, I've used it on my face when it's happened. It's worked pretty good. She gets me the pencil. I do it. Burns like fucking hell. Doesn't work. Right, and I'm guessing maybe. In hindsight, maybe it was a little bit more than just a little nick. I don't know. Maybe the balls are a main artery. I don't know either. I know. <laughs> I know people say Let's our thinking. Just say there's a lot of blood flow to that area. <laughs> I know all of our thinking is there, um, but I didn't realize how much blood could possibly be there. Oh, so it's it's not stopping. In my ultimate wisdom, I decide I'm going to put a bandaid on. I put it on. In the meantime, my wife's like. That's not a good idea. You're going to like you've ripped band-aids off your arm and complained about how much it fucking hurt. (laughs) You're going to be ripping one off your balls later on. I don't think that's a good idea. So I'm like, yeah, you might be right. So I rip it off at that point. (laughs) This conversation is happening. You do what you got to do. So I rip it off and I'm like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So she's like, I got an idea. I'm going to get you a maxi pad that I have. You can use that. <laughs> what are you going to so duct tape like, to your balls? I'm like, I, I don't I don't want a maxi pad. <laughs> so she's like, just fucking get a maxi pad. She's like, I'm like, no. I'm like, I think it's bleeding too much. So she looked at me and she's like, you think that's more than when a fucking woman has her heaviest day in her period? Oh. She's like, she think that's worse? <laughs> so I'm like, well. We can't compete fair, with that logic. I guess you got a fair point. So she takes one out and... I'm like, all right, what do I do here? So she's like, well, you, you stick it to the inside of your underwear. It'll stay wherever you put it. Then you just wear it for a little. So I'm like, I, how, do, I don't, how do I fucking know where the center is? It's not like I can't even tell. Like I'm a fat guy anyway. I'm looking past my stomach as it is to see my nuts. <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell where the blood's coming out. I just know it's bleeding each time I wipe. There's so blood. does this end with you telling me that you now enjoy maxi pads in your own? Oh, no, 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 you're no, gonna no, use no. them. <laughs> it ends with me probably giving up shaving my balls is how it probably ends. <laughs> so 
I put I put the maxi pad on, and so I'm like, oh, I don't want to put it in the underwear because I don't think that'll work. So I'm like, let me let me cup it on my balls, and you lift my underwear <laughs> to to the maxi pad. Helping you with this, so well, there's, otherwise there's blood everywhere. So I'm like, let me lift the. So that's what happens. I put it on. She lifts the underwears to it. I bring it up further. So now it's in good. So I'm like, well, I've seen all the commercials. I'm like, I'm pretty sure now I can go running, biking, hiking. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, she's like, what's wrong with you? She's like, that's a tampon, not a maxi pad. So I jokingly say, well, will that work? Why don't you give me one of those? And she's like, I don't think you know how the body works if you want one of those. <laughs> so I ended oh, up Jesus. having to wear that for like an hour until it fucking stopped bleeding. Oh, I have a tampon yeah. story and I don't want anyone to think that I have a fetish for tampons because I don't because we talked about them last episode. You do. But my son gets bloody noses probably twice to three times a week. Jeez. Minimum. Okay. It's just Arizona's super dry. And for whatever reason, he gets bloody noses all the time. So one time we determined that the only way to stop it was to put a tampon in his nostrils. <laughs> And he walked around with two tampons in his nostrils for a good well, no, hour, I agree. hour and we a half. All, we light the end of them, right? We light the end of them and see if it stops before the wick gets up. <laughs> oh, that's, no, that's that's not that's not it. That's not it. All right, sorry. Go ahead. So, uh, so no, so that was it. So I want to give you a little bit of a helpful advice. We're not just the show where we goof around and tell each other stories. You might want to go to a doctor. He might have because I had it a vein too close to the skin. And what they do is they use some medicine to basically burn that piece that's right on top. It takes two seconds. It's on like a Q-tip. Um, that might help them with those. Oh, Just with so the bloody know. noses? I yeah. thought you were still talking about balls. I was no, like, no, no, no one's going near my balls with anything burning no. whatsoever. <laughs> no, so that was it. So like I said, I had to wear it for about an hour till it stopped. It was pretty fucking embarrassing. But I, and I actually, <laughs> oh, I actually forgot this. I, one thing I did forget, I actually said to my wife when she said, you have to wear the tampon. That'll be the way to stop it. I said, well, we got episode five story now. <laughs> That's actually what I said to her. Oh, man. Yeah, I, the, the shaving thing. Um, I, I mean, the the longest shaving I do is probably my arms. And it's because I have tattoos and, and they look nicer when there's not a whole bunch of arm hair on there. And I mean, shaving my arms probably takes 25 minutes. Jesus. And yeah. Yeah. So I only How do it was, like once every couple of weeks. Right. How was your week? Um, not bad. The, uh, the wife and I went, um, so funny stories, not really funny, but, um, interesting story. Some friends of ours bought a winery down, uh, South in Southern Arizona. And most people, when they think of Arizona, they don't think of like wine country. You think of Sonoma, Napa, um, Arizona actually has, I think 50 some odd wineries, um, in the state and they grow the actual grow the grapes here and it's all made here. You got a little bit of everything there, right? You got the yeah. wineries, the hot ass weather. You go two hours north, you can ski, right? So you kind of yeah. So the, I mean, the running joke is you can ski and golf in the same day in the winter. Um, you go. I mean, it's seventy degrees right now in Phoenix, but two and a half hours north, it's thirty two degrees, and you can pick, have your pick of three different mountains to go skiing up. So um, yeah, so there's a lot of ecosystems here. But anyway, some friends of ours bought a winery. And um, this was their opening weekend. So we went down and uh, they let us park the RV on their on their property, which was absolutely massive. I mean, we parked like 50 yards from the house and you know, just so we wouldn't bother anybody. But um, yeah, it was it was awesome. 
I was well, that's in. that's something that you should mention, right? You you've recently bought an RV, like a pretty big fucking RV, right? Yeah. It's Before not like I do, one you strap to the back of your car. It's no, it's significant. A, it's it's a pretty massive one. Before I mention that, um, Twisted Union Wine Company is the name. So um, just a quick shout out. They're not paying us. We don't. Nobody pays us. Nobody gets <laughs> it. But if you're ever in the Southern Arizona area, definitely go check them out. Uh, Twisted Union Wine Company. Have some really good wines. Um, yeah. So about. For no, I want to say three months ago. Um, and this is the worst part about my wife and I. Um, we are not really good at holding each other accountable for not spending money. So if one of us gets a crazy idea and is like, we need this. And if we're convincing enough, we can pretty much 99.9% of the time convince the other person that, yeah, yeah we got to have that. <laughs> so on a whim, I was just researching RVs. And I wanted to surprise her and just take her away for a week. We've been talking about renting an RV for forever. And I was looking at the prices and they were like 250 bucks a night. I'm like, I can get, I can stay at the four seasons for that. Like why, like, why would I, why would I pay that much for an RV to rent? You're missing the, you're paying for the experience. Yeah. Well, anyways, so drive around it. (laughs) The entrepreneur that I am, 50 business ideas an hour. um, I immediately go, okay. If they can get 250 bucks a night for an RV, I'm going to go buy one because I know for a fact that the monthly payments on an RV are going to be less than one weekend of renting the RV. So um, I explained that to my wife and she was like, okay, let's, let's go like look at them and just see. And the original budget was like, I don't know, 35, 40 grand. We we're going to get like a something that you can hook up to the back of a, an SUV or something like that. Um, turns out there's not very many RVs that you can actually pull on an SUV because it's just not enough towing capacity. So the budget quickly doubled and we're at the RV place and they just they had no inventory on the lot. So we were like, all right, no, I guess this isn't going to happen. Um, and the guy was like, well, all of our inventory is at the RV show. And we were like, what? There's an RV show? Yeah. 30 miles north of here, there's an RV show. So we drive 30 miles to the RV show and they have like 200 models there. So when we came home that night with an RV, <laughs> how and how big <laughs> totally is it? Totally It's uh, it's thirty feet long. It's a little less than thirty feet long. Um, square footage wise, it's larger than the apartment that I lived in for the first eighteen years of my <laughs> life. Jesus. <laughs> and it's got three TVs, one on the outside. It's super sweet. Anyways, if anyone is gonna <laughs> be in the Arizona area and wants to rent an RV. Um, by all means, let me know. Uh, hit me up. And on it, it appears, uh, what is it? Twisted Union Wine Company has a spot where you can go park it if you're interested. <laughs> I don't know if that's open for everybody, but uh, <laughs> I'll, we'll certainly consider it, I'm sure. All right. Anyways, yeah, that was my weekend. We went down south, drank a whole lot of wine, helped some friends out, and uh, just enjoyed the scenery. Took the drones out and flew them around, got some really good photography, really good uh, video. Nice. What to do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. So last week we had teased um, rules, parameters, things you would do for a joke. Um, where do you want to start? All right. Um, I know your story is probably going to be way more funny than mine. So I'll tell you. <laughs> no, wait, you had multiple stories. So why don't you go first and then I'll I'll sandwich. <clears throat> OK, so we by the have, way, I haven't heard any of these before. We just I just know that he has a couple stories. Yeah. All right, so we have, not too far from us, we have Bohegan Sun, which is 
yeah. casino on an Indian times. reservation, right? You and I have, have paid for half of that place. Yeah. Ourselves in our, in our losings. <laughs> Ask for the David suite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, so now, just before I start telling the story, I've, I've now decided on a uh, not uh, not trying not to say people's names unless they like tell me, hey, you can say my name. I don't really care. Trying not to say people's names. I'm just going to go by the nicknames we call them. Right. The only one that was a little difficult was the guy we go to Vegas with or plan Vegas with. He doesn't really have a nickname like that. So or I'm a just personality gonna... for that matter. So it's really hard to give him one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> When when he listens to this, I want him to know that you said that he doesn't have a personality. You might be right, but we're I gonna want bleep him to it out. No one's gonna it. know who it is. All right, so I'm gonna start over. So I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've I'm not editing out two minutes of you trying to tell a story. I'm going to I'm gonna I decided I'm gonna start using the nicknames that we call the people um, in relation to. The stories. Yeah, you started so, last week and I loved it, the nickname. Yeah. Although one of them's somewhat offensive if they don't know the story behind it. Yeah, but uh, the, well, one of the guys this week is Secret Asian Man, so they're not going to like that either <laughs> if that's the case. But again, this is what we call them. When 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 you grow up with people, and I know there's, there's a fine line, right? But mm. when you grow up with people and you've known them as long as we have... There's there's no malice behind the nicknames, right? And there's, they're okay with the nickname. It's not well, we, we would some never of them relatively. Let's we be would fair. not say this behind their backs. Right? Oh yes, no. Yeah. This is what we this call is, them yeah. to their faces, right? That, and, and that's they, for sure. Yeah, and they're fine with it. Right. So the only one that was a little bit difficult is the guy we planned the Vegas trip around. He doesn't really have a nickname like that. So I'm just going to call him GQ because that's the way he tries yeah. to live. I figured yeah. that's probably a good way to go about it. No, that's a good one. That's a good All one. Right. So we have a Mohegan Sun, which is an Indian reservation not too far from us. GQ has a friend that has a place up there. So he says to us, hey, got a place. Do you guys want to go up for the weekend? He's giving it to me for free. So we're like, yeah, why not? So we get Secret Asian Man, GQ and myself decide to go up for the weekend. We go, place is pretty good size, but it has two beds. So GQ and I end up sharing like a bed. Sounds like a Vegas trip, yeah. <laughs> GQ and I end up sharing a bed. And Secret Asian Man in the chair bed. It's a two-level place. Are they so, that close? I've not known them to be, like, close enough to share a bed. Like, yeah, they're well, in our all, circle, but they're not, like, they would never go hang out by themselves. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, they would. We've all, oh, we okay. interned together. We've gone oh, on ski trips okay. together, stuff that. like that, right? So, okay. no, we, we know each other for, shit, 24 years now. Got so, it. no, they're, they're fine with all that stuff. So we go, me and GQ are on the upper floor. Secret Asian man are on the first floor. We all go to bed. We're like, good night, good night, good night. <laughs> I decide, speaking of going too far, I decide I want to scare the shit out of him. <laughs> so I go downstairs. And now the, the layout is a pretty wide open layout. So the bedroom's on one side, dining room's on the other side, kitchen's on another side. So it's not like you can walk up to the wall, kind of hide over, get close to them. I lay down on the ground all the way across the apartment. And, and over the next, it's probably got to be about 20 minutes because I have to keep stopping because I, I start laughing. So I have to stop, cover my mouth. I do an army crawl all the way across the apartment from the, the, the wall all the way to the foot of the bed. I got to imagine... You doing an army crawl is kind of like that breakdance move 
where the I don't know what was it called the, the alligator worm. the, the worm. worm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I was that flexible. No, so it was like take a crawl or two, giggle, stop, cover my mouth because I'm going to start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I I finally get to the foot of the bed, and now like. I am beside myself because I'm I'm so ready to laugh at what's going to happen. So I finally I get composure. I finally calm myself down. I jump up out of the from of the foot of the bed and I scream ah! to scare the shit out of him. El guapo! Jumps into Secret Asian Man's arms. <laughs> I'm 99% sure he says he didn't. I think he said hold me. <laughs> and so I literally I scared the shit out of him. So I fucking crawled all the way across the floor to do that. And I had I had no issue with that, that I didn't think it was excessive to spend that amount of time to crawl all the way across the floor. How long did that take? Like probably a couple Honest, hours. Honestly, right? 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> honestly. Um, that's also the night that I, <laughs> at the same time, I fell asleep. Later on that night, I fell asleep and I kept trying to put my arm around GQ while I was sleeping. <laughs> and he kept waking me up going, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, Sorry, I was sleeping. It's like that planes, trains, and automobile scene. Those Where are pillows? your hands between two pillows. Those are pillows. So what about you? How far would you go? Um, I would go pretty far. I uh, There was, I'm more of a, like a prankster uh, in the office. And in, in one of the offices that I worked at, um, you know, I was in a, it wasn't a cubicle. It was like a, I think they called it an office. It was like an office, but it was like not a full on office. Like it had cubicle walls that were like double high and it had a door. And, but the problem was like, if you're on the phone, like anybody can hear you because there was right. just so no it had an open to top. There was no yeah, it had an open top. So, um, so they you gave know, a fancy name to a tall wall cubicle. Yeah, yeah it was an office. It was Anyways, awful, all right. um, the guy next to me and I were really good friends um, in and out of work. We had become really close over the years and he had submitted his notice. So he was moving back to New York. And um, it's important to know the company that I worked at had an office in New York. So he was moving back to that area where he had actually originally transferred from. And um, it sucks. And but I wanted to give him a good send off. So the night before his last day, I went out and bought. 500 balloons. No, yeah, un, unblown balloons. Like not, like balloons that I had to blow up. Like I bought like yeah. five bags of balloons and I had to sit there and blow them up all night. And I've heard um, you're pretty good at blowing stuff. Thank you. <laughs> I'll toast to that. <laughs> Elvin Seaman. <laughs> Anyways, Sorry. I clearly did I not clearly did not think this one through so i waited until he left for the day which was like five o'clock and i started blowing balloons <laughs> and i recruited a couple of other people that had you know spent you know had stayed past 5 p.m and we blew up balloons for about three and a half hours and then i took they had just ordered him a fresh set of business cards right before he put his notice in so he had like 500 business cards so I got a staple gun and, you know, cubicle walls are pretty soft. You can like mm -hmm. put pins in them. I got a staple gun and I stapled every business card to his wall. Right. And I filled up his cubicle with balloons and um, and, and got that all good to go. And then I ran around the building and I don't know if you remember this, but at the time, CeeLo Green had a song and on the radio it was Forget You. Mm -hmm. um, but there was an explicit version of it called fuck you yep. right so 
I went around and took pictures of everybody in the company that was kind of in our circle, execs and below, right? And had a picture of every one of them flipping him off. Wow. And I put it in a frame to that song. So like a video basically, and it just had picture after picture after picture of everybody flipping him off. And I put that in this cubicle. And uh, I mean, it was a solid four hours worth of effort just so that when he came in, he could open his cubicle, the balloons fall out, the shit's everywhere that he's got to clean up. And then he had the frame. He actually, I think, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he got pretty emotional when like he saw the thing because clearly a lot of effort went into creating all the, the things. A lot and, of effort, a collapsed lung, yeah. possibly. <laughs> As let, a result, be, I can't really blow up balloons anymore. It like hurts my mouth. <laughs> let, let's be clear, though. If I'm leaving the company and I've already given notice, there's no me cleaning that mess up. You oh, just no, said no, that I, he was I probably ended up cleaning it up. it up. I ended up having right. to clean it up. He, he helped a little bit, but he was like, yeah, I'm out of here. See you later. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and, and that was more of a feel-good thing than anything else, but I actually did play a prank. Um, so in Arizona, uh, if you've gone to school in Arizona, you either went to University of Arizona or you went to Arizona State University. Clearly, I went to Arizona State University. I'm a huge Sun Devil fan. And as, the rivalry is ridiculously bitter. By the way, we beat them 70 to 7 in football this past weekend. So You're also known as, I think, your only win for the year. We played three games, and the other two games we lost in the final final drive of the game. So was were, what I said inaccurate? No. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, anyways, he was a big U of A fan. He went to U of A. Um, I obviously went to Arizona State. We had a good rivalry. So the day before the rivalry game this particular year, um, I used to say, oh, U of A is trash. So when he left for work that day, I covered his entire cubicle in trash bags and tinfoil. And when he came in the next, it had like Sun Devil logos all over it. Um, so that was on a Friday. The game was on a Saturday. Um, ASU lost that game <laughs> to his team that weekend. And sure as shit, he came into work on Monday and just let me have it for like five hours. Just would not. He was in the other cubicle next to me. And oh, it was an absolute nightmare. And to this day, he still gives me shit. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't go to a big school that has like that big sports program whether it's basketball football any of that stuff my school my so i went to iona college and they actually have a relatively they were, good they were in the tournament in basketball yeah so, yeah so they have a relatively good basketball team and they make the tournament by winning their conference they usually make it i would say four out of five years four mm -hmm. out of six years the problem is whenever they make it then they in turn get the shit kicked out of them while they're there and i believe i could be wrong on this for a while, I think they had blown the biggest lead ever in the tournament mm. um, and lost the game. So, um, you know, that that's all we really have. But it's, it's a different kind of thing than your school, right? We yeah, don't well, the, the rivalry here is because, like I said, you've either gone to ASU or you've gone to U of A. And, and the schools absolutely hate each other. In fact, my daughter's um, boyfriend plays on ASU football team. And at halftime, we were up 42 to 7. And I... I texted her and I'm like, I need you to like get a hold of him. And I want to win by 80. Like, it's not enough. Like, tell them to don't let up for the remainder of the game. And sure enough, they didn't. <laughs> so you're you're I know this is your daughter's boyfriend. But so you're the guy at the Little League field that when a kid hits three home runs, but strikes out the fourth time, you're yelling at him. No, no, I might just I might discipline him. <laughs> 
I might, he might, he might lose his meal for the next week, but there's no dessert that night. (laughs) Um, Yeah. A little, little bit competitive, by the way. I mean, do you expect anything less? You and I were so competitive as kids, whether we were playing basketball, stickball, comic book collecting, like we competed at everything and, you know, it was winner. It was win. You don't, there was no losing. It was just winning. Yeah, and it's the typical, you know, best out of three, best out of five, best yeah. out of seven. Right? Like, <laughs> trying to keep adding on to try and to get tennis, to the point where you, you and I had win. some really huge tennis grudge matches. I'm for a bigger pretty, guy, was, you are mm-hmm. very athletic. For for tennis, I actually did all right. Um, eventually, un- unfortunately, hurt my knee. Um, I don't know, maybe I was about 20. I hurt my knee between tennis and softball, and things just went downhill. Mm-hmm. Not the knee I blew out that we talked about in another episode. Um, it was my other knee. So, um, yeah, I don't have the best of knees, but yeah. what are you going to well, do? You got two bum knees. Yeah. So what's your other story? So the other story is, and what you'll notice a lot, well, so with him being my roommate for almost seven years, right? He kind of flows through a lot of the stories. He's kind of involved in every group that I have. Um, so we have a chat in WhatsApp. It used to be called Nonsense. Um, we had some technical issues and that, that group fell apart. We're not like we, we ended up getting it back together, but we called it return of the nonsense. Right. So that's what we call <laughs> it now. And so we have a chat and every once in a while, so that's with little Jersey baloney. I wanted to call him asshole lawyer, but I think everybody knows that who it is. <laughs> um, my other cousin nostrils and my cousin Yanni, we have this group. So we always talk about just stupid shit, right? Really no intention of anything. Never really any points just rambling. And so every once in a while to, for lack of another term, to spice things up a little bit, I'll I'll say or do something crazy. So I decided on one of them to just Google dick pic. (laughs) (laughs) And I send it into the chat, right? And it's like, morning, and it sends massive dick, (laughs) massive dick into the chat. Of course it's a horse. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. So I already get shit for around that. But then one of my cousins, it sinks to his cloud, which then <laughs> which then sinks back down to his computer at home. Oh, no. And so, hey, let me guess. Let me guess. I don't know how this is going to end. He's got the screensaver that shows pictures from his desktop, right? <laughs> yep. So, but hold on. Surprisingly, that's the middle of the story. <laughs> so, of course, the dick comes up in a screensaver. <laughs> Felt a little bit bad about this as 10 or 11 year olds like, why do you have a dick on a screensaver? So he's like, uh, so then I get yelled at, right? So I start getting yelled at in the, the chats. Like, I can't believe you fucking sent it to me. It fucking synced all the way across. Everybody saw it, blah, blah, blah. So that's that's one. That's, again, that's the middle of the story. At some point, he has his neighbors over, and his daughter decides to tell the neighbors that he has this <laughs> dick photo that comes up on their screensaver. So that's even better that now that she's told their neighbors. So what we've done since then is we've explained to him how not to auto-save photos to his uh, photo library. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's Uh-oh. great though. I don't know. We might need to cut that out. I don't know if that's legal to send porn. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. Oh. <laughs> well, so it's, I mean, but it's it was his fault. It was his own fault, right? I'm with you. Yeah, 
uh, akin to something you did two weeks ago, three weeks ago, which <laughs> is I sent you a camera so that you could use for this podcast. And I said, don't open the box with your kids around. And what did you do? <laughs> it appears I forgot that message. <laughs> And the box was on the table and my son said to me, hey, what is that? And I said, oh, Uncle David sent me something. You can open it. <laughs> so he opens it. <laughs> As he's opening it, it now dawns on me. Oh, shit. That's right. David told me <laughs> not to open it in front of the kids. At this point now, he's opened all four of the box squares. Right. And it is a picture of uh, a balloon knot, a pucker, a taint whatever you want to call it. Hand-drawn. Hand-drawn, yes, with realistic uh, uh, <laughs> style to it. So it makes me wonder if you were looking in the mirror when you drew it. Harry balls. But he's like, what's that? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uncle David said not to, not to open it, <laughs> not to have the kids around when I open it. So not only did I open it with the kids around, I let one of them open it. So my godson slash nephew now thinks I'm a complete perv. Yeah. Well, no, he I, I don't know if it really registered to him kind of that. Hey, that's an asshole. <laughs> He's old enough to know what that was. Yeah, I'm a good enough artist. <laughs> Realistic rendition. Rend oh, boy. So speaking of being a good enough artist, uh, you know, pastime, a hobby. What are your other hobbies that you get going on? Um, I'm a serial hobbyist, so I actually have quite the hobby problem. Um, I've always been kind of a creative, so I have to have something that gives me the ability to kind of let that out. So it's anything from like I'm way into now video and photography. Obviously, I have another YouTube channel where I do videos on it. Um, I for a long time, I had always wanted to do karate when I was a when I was a kid and my parents signed me up for it. And after like a month or two, we couldn't really afford it. So I had to pull out. And then um, when I was old enough, I made it a New Year's resolution that I wanted to go back and do karate. So like literally January 2nd in 2008, I think I, I showed up, just just walked in the door and said, I want like teach me and ended up um, both as a student and a teacher there for seven, almost eight years, got um, third degree black belt, almost got, you know, the equivalent of a black belt in Muay Thai, um, Hapkido. Um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, like did the full on MMA experience for almost eight years and then, so and then just you, got bored of it and then kind of you know moved on. See, that's, I think, your biggest issue is you do something, you get good at it. Now that you're good at it, you're bored at it and you move on. So when you were in this class, because my, my son took karate for a while. I've never taken karate. As you could tell by my physique, I'm not I don't have the build of a, a person who is finely tuned killing machine. Um were you like the because in his class there was like 40 kids and then there was one dude who was like 30 was that you in this class or did you take like private lessons no i took um i took an adult form of of a martial art called hapkido it's not something you teach to kids it's a little bit more um um it's a little bit more complex and technical than like taekwondo taekwondo is what typically what you would teach uh, a child and the art form itself is really not built around fighting. It's built around discipline and form. Don't get me wrong. There are people that are black belts in Taekwondo that can kick some serious ass. But the art form itself is really it, it, that. It's an art form. And you learn moves and techniques. And they build onto 
fighting skills later on. I mean, you don't really start getting into the, the fighting aspect of it until you're way, you know, beyond the black belt. But um, I took Hapkido, which is a form of martial art. If you ever, ever seen um, like a, the Be karate kid. Here. You the, don't want to, you don't want to stereotype with karate. Be careful. <laughs> no, the, the, the new, the redo of the karate kid um, with, uh, what was it? Jackie Jaden Chan? Smith. Yeah, Jaden, who who is the who is the Mr. Miyagi in that? Was, I don't I don't know. I didn't see it. I think it was Jackie Chen. <laughs> Anyways, um, he, he he did a form of of martial arts where he didn't really strike a lot. It was all defensive postures. It was all turning people's um, striking against themselves, using their momentum and, and flipping it around. That's very much what Hapkido is. But um, in in doing so, my instructor had actually added a form of self defense and realistic combat to it for example we spent months and months on knife defense like if someone tries to stab you how do you disarm them if someone comes at you with a gun how do you how do you disarm them with a gun without getting shot right so um so a lot of the techniques that we use are not necessarily offensive techniques but defensive techniques to protect yourself where do you live in fucking compton now that you're taking these no it had nothing to do it had nothing to do with you know, me needing it, it had everything to do with me just wanting to one, do something that was going to keep me in shape. But two, like I said, ever since I was a kid, I felt like I had missed out on that. And I wanted to kind of finish that, that storyline. So I went and, and, and it, the funny thing is, you know, me well enough to know me that like, I, whatever I do, I usually take it to extremes. Yes, so and you usually do it very well. I mean, to, I, you, you can be modest. I'll say it. You usually, <laughs> you usually do something. You do it very well. Um, e- even if you have no past history in it, you you kind of excel at it. I'm so glad Fuck we have this recording. I can use <laughs> that you forever for that. now. <laughs> Wait a minute! You said I do things really well. No, David's um, mom. If you could please monitor that and prove that I was wrong on that, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, so, and defensive wasn't enough for me. So I'm like, well, I want to learn how to like strike and I want to learn how to punch and kick and do all that stuff. So I, so I took Muay Thai. So I took five, six years of Muay Thai. And then I'm like, all right, well, what happens if I get knocked down? How do I defend myself if I'm on the ground? Well, it's called Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Okay. So I took seven years of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and, um, you know, got to a point where I got good enough to that, where I felt like, all right, if now I feel like if I'm ever in a really bad situation, I can handle myself. I can protect my family. I can protect my wife. So, um, so yeah, so I, I got, and I was teaching for a while yeah. and then I just got, got bored with it and wanted to do the next thing. And uh, you, you know me well enough to know that, you know, I need, need, I always need to be like learning something new. Yeah. So in, instead of stopping somebody from stabbing you or shooting you, you in turn use these skills to kick down a sign in Vegas. Listen to episode four, if anybody's interested in that story, By the <laughs> that's way, where if, you use if, your martial arts. If anyone works in security at the Paris hotel, um, I would like you to send me the video of me. Ra- <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a bomb ass roundhouse kick to that sign in the entryway before we almost got arrested. Uh, if you do have that, we'll, we'll send you the, uh, the address and, and the date that we were there. Hopefully they keep that footage long enough. <laughs> Um, so speaking of, what did you call it? What is the one where you shift your weight and you use people's weight against you? What did you call it? Keto? Hap Keto. Hap Keto. So <laughs> I ran into Hap Keto once, not realizing it. Really? I, uh, one of my friends was massive, six, seven, six, eight. He was dating a girl who was, couldn't, couldn't have been five feet, couldn't have been a hundred pounds. So we were joking around about a few things and it led to, she's like, well, you know, I've been trained in Hap Keto. Size doesn't matter. So I'm like, eh, that's ridiculous. So she's like, okay, come at me. 
So I'm like, no. I'm like, I'm not going to come at you. That's ridiculous. So I kind of like walked away a little bit and then charged her. Next thing I know, I am literally staring up at the ceiling because she's flipped me over her body and straight onto my back. So I have run into that style of defense in, yeah. in the past. And the crazy thing about it is the techniques are remarkably simple. Um, and, and just, I mean, when, when after you get taught some of the techniques, you're like, I could have figured that on my own. But I mean, nobody ever does. But you just they're just remarkably simple. But it's all about using people's momentum against them. So, yep. Yeah. Fun stuff. The other things, music. Um, I'm an active musician, have been playing guitar since I was 12. Um, which you taught yourself. Which I taught myself. Um, I I have a, a music label and I have songs on a music label under an artist name that I'm not going to mention here. Um, just, I mean, you know, other things that I like get creative, like juices flowing. Poker. Uh, I've played the World Series of Poker, you know, probably a dozen times. Just, you know, I don't know. I just like to do things and keep busy and find stuff to do. See, now, now you're in my realm, right? Yes. Uh, not just the poker, but the sitting around doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's my, that's my uh, wheelhouse. So as, as you mentioned earlier about comic books, like I've collected comic books my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people, it, 20 years ago, there was a stigma attached to it, right? You were a geek. You were a nerd. Mm-hmm. You were that kid who collected comics. Then these Marvel movies came out. Now it's a wholly different, it's a different game. So, um, now it's almost like cool to collect comics and like everybody's doing it and everybody's watching the movies. So I've collected comics my whole life. I'm a massive Superman fan. As you can see from behind me, I've actually changed where my camera is sitting. Um, David didn't like the bare walls that I had behind me. Um, so I've changed it. So now you Again, can see the from walls. From an artistic me. perspective, it wasn't yes. very feng shui. Yes, it was very plain. David was not a fan of that. Um, and I know you like to, um, so I've also collected books like Stephen King books and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and I'm a huge uh, Piers Anthony fan. Piers, if you happen to be listening, I'm more than happy to take a signed copy addressed to me. He's make it out to me. Michael and send it to me. Give <laughs> him a pornucopia. Give him that book. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the other things that I get made fun of is at the time, I thought I was ahead of the curve and I had really gotten into the state <laughs> of the love art. this story. <laughs> state of the art technology. And <laughs> I started buying laser discs. And so for well, people who on. don't know. Yes, yes, you have to explain it because yeah. I guarantee my kids have no idea what a laser disc is. Well, here's the problem. How I'm going to explain it, I got to then explain that. So laser discs were about the size of a record. Now, What's a record? some of these people aren't going to know what a record is. I, got, I keep going backwards. Is so, that an MP3? Yeah. So a record is it's about 12 inches wide. It was made on vinyl, right? They were pressed. This is how music was for the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Everything came on records. Then cassettes started rolling around in the late 70s, early 80s. Eight tracks started rolling around. I had one eight track my in life because I was in 80. I was only about seven or eight. Billy Joel's Glass Houses. I had that on eight track. I had Elvis Presley's greatest hits yeah. on eight track. And then they moved into uh, cassettes. Cassette. Yeah. Cassettes started moving into CDs in the mm-hmm. late 80s. Uh, I remember the first, you'll see a theme. The first CD I bought was Billy Joel's Stormfront, I think the album's called. Mm-hmm. That was the first one I bought. So then at that time around... A couple of years later, Laserdisc started coming out. Mm-hmm. So there was the VHS tapes, beta tapes before that. Betamax. Laserdisc, Betamax, Laserdisc started coming out. So they were a CD quality 
for movies and they were the size of records. So they were massive. They were 12 inches wide. They came in a big sleeve. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started buying some of those just as people now for a while were buying DVDs and things like that. Now everything's digital. I don't need to do that shit. But so I started buying Laserdiscs and I had at one point probably about 100 Laserdiscs. And how much did they cost each? At the time, anywhere from like new movies were like 20 bucks to 30 bucks. Then what they were doing, were trying to get you to buy some older movies for cheaper. So those maybe were 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. So thousands of dollars were spent on these. And then almost what you would consider overnight, <laughs> <laughs> DVDs came out and Laserdiscs were dead. Dead. Like over, uh, nope. o literally almost overnight, they were dead. You can still buy DVD players. There is not a single Laserdisc player. No, you can still buy VHS machines, brand new. Usually they come side by side with a DVD so that you can mm -hmm. like, you know, have both. But there's like, I, I looked, there's no Laserdisc players out there. Unless if somebody knows I'm where sure they are. I'm like eBay. Please, sure please let me eBay. know. I want to buy it for Mike for Christmas so he can use all those discs that he still has. I, I don't, no, so I don't have them anymore. Oh, okay. So I ended up posting them on eBay to sell them. And I was trying to sell them one by one. No, and clearly never. nobody yeah. was interested, right? Um, I, I might as well have been trying to sell asbestos at the time, <laughs> right? Based on the turnout that I was getting. So I decided to package all of them together. So it was about that. I had about 85 left. The box <laughs> weighed like 30, 40 pounds. Um, whoever bought them had to pay about 20 bucks in shipping. And I ate a big, big cost of that as well. How much I sold, did they pay for all of them? Not a lot. It was like maybe 30 bucks, for, 40 for bucks. 80? Yeah. Oh, wow. Plus so you got the like shipping. pennies on the dollar. Not only pennies on the dollar, I ended up breaking even. In essence, with the ship. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, on that with transaction. The, the, yeah, that, tra <laughs> that <laughs> transaction. Because you paid the for cost extra of shipping. the shipping, between what I sold them for, what yep. it cost me to actually ship. Because now the post office has that. You know, if it fits, it ships. Whatever the whatever the weight is, they didn't have that at the time. <laughs> so I probably cost me fifty or sixty bucks to ship. They and they paid thirty or forty. Anyways, yeah. So. So I took a beating on that. So I've learned. So now I, I don't really collect any of that kind of stuff. You still so. collect comic books, don't you? Yes, but now I collect the graphic novels. So growing up, it was collecting them. So for, now you're just collecting them to read then. You're not correct. collecting them for their in, intrinsic correct. value. And in essence, anything made after 1985, 1990 in comic books aren't really worth anything. Yeah. They get hot for a moment. Um, and there's unique ones that... Um, like The Walking Dead, which, mm -hmm. you know, they made like a hundred issues and then all of a sudden, a hundred of the first issue and all of a sudden it blew up. And so now that's worth money. But anything else isn't worth any money. Yeah. So um, the, the old shit's still worth really good money because people didn't know to keep them, right? Yeah. I still have and, thousands of comics. Actually, you packed them up and sent them out here. <laughs> oh, I did end up packing them, but I don't remember how they got out there. So I did. You, you did, yeah, yeah. You went to my mom's and you packed them all up and then you... you sh I, <laughs> Yeah, you mailed them out here. You had to mail them out here. And I mean, there's probably 400 pounds. I mean, boxes and boxes of comic books and sitting in my I, closet. I probably used the same method. When I came home from Australia the, um, in 2006, I found some company that was like, we buy a spot on a plane, but we don't know what spot. 
we don't know what plane <laughs> and we don't know when we can send the stuff. So I sent all my stuff home in 2006 from Australia for like 300 bucks. And it was probably the equivalent of 2000 pounds of stuff Yeah, because they were like, well, you'll get it eventually. And if you're okay with that, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. So I think I actually use that same company to send you stuff. Now that you mentioned, I sent it to you. Um, all right. Very cool. I think the uh, for anyone that's old enough to remember what Betamax is, Betamax was the higher quality version of VHS movies, but nobody really wanted it or could afford it. And there weren't very, very many movies available for it. Laser discs eventually became the Betamax of kind of DVDs, although they were out a little bit early. Now, Betamax, a couple things. I think you actually had one in your house, right? You so my dad one? was a, an electrician, or yeah, I mean, is an electrician and a tinkerer. And he um, would constantly take gadgets from clients that didn't, like he'd be working in someone's house and he'd be like, hey, you know, that looks like you're going to throw that out. Do you want that? And he would take it and then he would bring it home and, and he was amazing at electronics and he would fix it. So we would have now, like we, all, the, all of the things. Are we sure he waited for the person to say, yeah, I'm going to get rid of it? Or did he just walk out with it? <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> let's just go with that story for now. Um, anyways, yeah. So we did have a Betamax player and uh, the quality was superior to VHS. But again, it's just one of those technologies that just never caught on. People didn't care enough to pay more for the machine and more for the individual movies to, to want that. Now, people... <laughs> do you know they'll pay premium dollar to have the best quality stuff back then it wasn't really a big deal why would you get betamax when you knew laser discs were right around the corner <laughs> <laughs> all right are we ready for the one crazy question yes all right and so, since you picked it this week i'm going to okay. ask you it first okay um and i'm i'm going to give an answer like you've been giving <laughs> no <I'm kidding. laughs> um i don't i don't think you can all right. So one crazy question. What is the most disgusting thing that has ever happened to you or you have done? OK. All right. Uh, I'm going to go way back into the vault, back into I don't even know the year. I think I was probably between 12 and 13 years old. So we're talking probably seventh or eighth grade. And uh, on the weekends, we used to go down to this school, this grammar school called Trinity. You remember Trinity? I went to Trinity. Oh, you went to Trinity? Well, yeah. Um, so Listen. they had a very big courtyard that you and I used to play stickball in all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, if you went there on any given weekend night, like a Friday or a Saturday night, there were always kids like smoking and, and drinking and stuff like that in that area. So we used to hang out in that area. And I was with, you know, my aunt, who was like a year and a half older than me and her friends, some of my friends, and we'd all hang out there until the wee hours. And um, it was probably about a mile from that school to where you and I lived. Yeah, if that, if yeah. that. So we're there one night and I really got to go to the bath. And we're not talking number one, we're talking number two. Number one, I would have went in any corner and it would have been fine. Number two. So I'm like, all right, you know, my aunt's with me. I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. Let's go. And she, you know, her boyfriend was there mm -hmm. and she didn't want to leave her boyfriend. I'm like, we got to go. Let's go. So we start walking back and we walk back to my house and the whole way I'm just squeezing my ass cheeks, just trying not to just drop a load right on the street. Right. So we get all the way back to my house. All right. A very long walk. And we get there and um, I knock on the door and I ring the doorbell and nobody answers. And this had to be a hot summer night because 
the AC units were going. And, you know, if you live in Arizona, every house is built with central air. So there's no physical like AC unit there is, but it's outside the house and it's, you know, usually hidden somewhere back in New York because you don't need AC all summer long. Typically people buy these big square units that are about the size of your window. And then, you know, when it's summertime, you put them in your window and you kind of close the window and jam it in there and you turn it on. Well, those fuckers are really loud. Right. So I got to believe my dad and mom are upstairs either sleeping or watching TV. And the AC is so loud that they can't hear me. And I'm ringing the doorbell and I'm knocking on the door and I'm banging and I'm throwing rocks out the window and I'm trying anything I can do to get. Maybe they're upstairs in the missionary position. (laughs) I shit myself, literally shit myself. And my aunt is like right next to me. And she's like, no, I'm like, "Ah, I couldn't, I couldn't help it. Finally, after 10 minutes, my dad finally wakes up and comes and opens the door and I get inside. And of course, you know, my, my underwear are completely trashed and (laughs) it was, it was an absolute nightmare, but is the only time in my life I've ever actually shit myself. (laughs) Uh, sadly, I'd like to think I was only once for me as well, but who knows? <laughs> um, so a couple things. One, when you start getting close to your house, right? My friend in Australia says it's poopsimity. <laughs> the closer you get, the more you have to go. Oh, and I don't I'm know sure what it that. is, what kicks in in your body, why mm-hmm. it knows it, but it's it's a fact, man. It mm-hmm. happens all the time. So um, that that's pretty funny. Um, oh, so Disgusting. One other thing that you, you you mentioned your aunt. One other thing that has come up recently that it's potential that you might have dated Joe Rogan when he lived downstairs. We have to we have to do I, a little research so on that. I so Joe Rogan moved in right before I went off to college. Um, so I met him a couple times. Hey, what's up? You know, and like I said, he wasn't he wasn't famous. This is pre news radio, pre podcast, pre everything. Right? Um, he was a stand up comic. And he, you know, he went, you know, down Manhattan and did stand up comic live and all the shows there, comic strip live, whatever. And, um, you know, he would say, Hey, you should, you guys should come out and, and come watch a show. And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you're probably not that funny, but we never went, <laughs> never went. Um, I went off to college. Um, apparently my aunt, you know, was at the house and my parents always, they were known for having barbecues all the time. And, you know, he came out and hung out and they ended up dating for about six months she says that when she moved um, from one apartment to the next, he actually helped her move, like helped wow. move her in. So they were they were tight enough, at least that he would do that. I don't know a whole lot of just friends that would do that. <laughs> so but I wasn't around for it again. So I can't I can't. Vouch, the, but. the tight enough might be what's in question. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So it's actually, interestingly enough, mine also involves shit. <laughs> Um, but a little bit different. So <laughs> piecing, t- I can't, I can't think of the age that I was, but I know I was young enough that I didn't know how to work the washing machine. Right. And so my son's 12 and he knows how to work the washing machine. So putting the story together, I must've been eight, nine, 10 ish type thing. So, and, <laughs> and thinking of this story, <laughs> Leads me to say, you know what? Maybe this was when I started having an issue with keeping my hands clean and things like that. <laughs> so we had a, uh, no other way to say it, we had an illegal bathroom in the basement. We also mm-hmm. had an illegal 
you know, Guinea kitchen where Italians make that kitchen in the basement, which was also illegal. You also had an um, extra illegal, what, 15 yards of property. <laughs> yeah, yes. My dad, His my garden. dad, the house next to us, as I've mentioned before, the the plot of land next to us was empty. For and my dad had a garden. Most of For, our childhood. Yeah. I, no, straight through our childhood until I mm-hmm. moved out. So I was in my 20s when I moved out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lot was next to us was empty. And my dad used to have a garden. And so every year he would move the sticks out a little bit and make his garden bigger. Eventually, when somebody did buy the lot and decided to build a house, they had to move the fence back 15 feet (laughs) (laughs) to get to where the actual property line was. So he stole a lot of space. All right. Back to Um, the story. Yeah. yeah. So he so he built in essence, we had a illegal basement uh, kitchen and bathroom. The funny story about the bathroom is my dad built it himself with, you know, probably some of my uncles helping him and stuff. My dad is a foot shorter than me. Um, This has actually nothing to do with my story, but it is funny. (laughs) He is a foot shorter than me. So when he built the basement, he built it for a five foot tall man. (laughs) Ceiling's pretty fucking low. Right. That's one. The mirror that he put on the uh, above the sink shows just my chest area to about my chin. Because that, for him, is perfect height. Yep. Um, so that that was the bathroom we had downstairs. But a fully functional bathroom. Shower, toilet, sink, everything. So when I was a kid, and again, that's why I said I think this maybe started with my not liking to get dirty um, situation. If I didn't feel clean enough when I shit and we didn't have baby wipes, we weren't smart enough to, once you got past the kid phase, to keep them around – I would just use a towel that we had down there. They didn't have to, baby wipes back then. Uh, I, would, I don't know. I don't we were kids. Baby yeah. That seems like yeah, a somebody Google that for modern us. invention. All right. We'll see. Hmm. Um, just like when somebody mentions, oh, I was having twins in the 70s. I didn't know until literally both of them came out. <laughs> She's like, we didn't have sonographs. Yeah. She's like, that's how you found out you were having twins. <laughs> um, so I don't know if they did or didn't. But either way, we weren't like now. They said we have baby wipes in every bathroom. I'm, I'm a fucking 48-year-old kid. Uh, I'm a 48-year-old man, uses them. My kid who's 12, my other kid who's eight, my wife, everybody, we love them. So we didn't have those. So because we had a shower, we had towels down there. So if I didn't feel the toilet paper was getting me clean enough, I would use a towel to help the process. Yeah. So what we used to do was, uh, like, I can't believe I'm telling this story. <laughs> so a little background. When David said this was the topic he wanted to discuss, I was like, the story that comes to mind, I don't really want to tell. And I said, so, then don't. <laughs> yeah, you had offered an alternative, but I'm like, no, you know what? The the idea here is just me and you bullshitting. If people want to listen, great. But so I used those towels and I used to hide them in cabinets that we had downstairs. Eventually they would get found. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, again, as I've talked about before, my dad did like the belt. That would usually lead to a belt situation. Oh, Jesus Christ. If I was old enough to use the washing machine, I would have probably used the washing machine to get rid of the evidence. But I didn't know how. So that's the most disgusting thing that I can think of that I've ever done. I can't believe that that would even cross your mind to use a towel. It's, I was 10 years old. To me, it was logical. All right. That is. All right. Learn something new about you every day. Yeah, All right. This let's get up the joke vault. I'll stay with you for a while. <laughs> All right. The joke vault. The Jetta Trek uh, tre- comes with a bike. Does anyone see this as an issue? That a car coming with a bike, they are basically telling you that this is for when the car breaks down. 
The less successful versions were the Jetta bus pass and the Jetta subway tokens. <laughs> tokens, no less. Not a Metro card. Tokens. So is this was this a VW Jetta? Yes, like a Volkswagen, Volkswagen Jetta? Jetta. Yeah, I, for a and, while and they had a special with, edition. It came with a Trek mountain bike because I yep. remember Trek mountain bikes were like huge at the top. Well, still they're still like you know top top of the line mountain bikes, but um, that's pretty funny. That but yeah. that's the very dated. Very dated joke, the the, the Jetta yes. track. Nothing. <laughs> so, and and not to mention also subway tokens, which yeah, tokens haven't been around cards, in New York yeah. for fifteen years. I are would they say. doing RFID yet, or they still have the little yes, swipe cards? They're they're, they're rolling them out. Okay. So again, another one. As I've mentioned before, you know, I have one joke that talked about buying bootleg TV uh, CDs on the street. <laughs> like <laughs> some of these aren't relevant. They obviously yeah. would have to change. That, well, that was the amazing thing about New York City, is. Anything that you could buy, you could buy a bootleg version of it in Manhattan somewhere. If it wasn't at the front of the store, it was in the back of the store, maybe in the basement of the store. Mm-hmm. But you could pretty much get anything. I mean, I think my first fake ID I bought for $25 and it was like an NYU, New York University like ID. And it worked at every bar that I went to. In fact, yeah. funny story, I used that I, from the time I was like 17 until I went away to college, I was using that fake ID to get into all the bars in New Rochelle that I could possibly go to. And we went to Center Fields, which was one of the bars. Um, I'm trying to think. It's probably about two miles from our house. Um, we went there every Friday night. They had like $1 pitchers and whatnot from 17, 18, 19, whatever, right? Yeah. Let's be honest, though. They also didn't enforce the yeah, yeah, they, 21 they to care. drink that strictly anyway. So I go away to college. I turned 21. I have a driver's license in the state of Arizona that says that I'm 21, a legit driver's license. I go home for the summer and all my buddies are like, hey, let's go to center fields. Let's relive the old times. I go in there, show the bouncer my Arizona real driver's license. And he says, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's fake ID. I'm like, that's bullshit. I lost my shit. I'm like, get the cops here. Get everybody here. I've been coming no, you here. Know, you don't I want 17. that. I've talked about, I've talked about what happens with a fake ID where the guy thinks <laughs> but it's it a wasn't fake ID. Fake. I've been going, I'm, I, I just lost it. I'm like, I want to talk to the owner. I've been coming here since I was 17 with a fake ID. I finally have a real ID and you bastards won't let me in. So I, I had my first fake ID was me learning the hard way that people hustle in New York city. <laughs> um, the guy yeah. said, you give me the $60, I'll, the, the, I don't have them here. I got to go to the other, you know, across the street to get them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And, it's like, and he's like, oh, I'm like, why don't you go get it and come back? And he's like, no, no, I need the $60. Look, thinking back, it makes no fucking sense. He's like, I need the yeah. serial number from the 20s to be able to put it on the ID as your driver's license number. So I'm like, totally makes sense. Dude. <laughs> Gave him 60 bucks. Never yeah, fucking saw the guy Yeah, again. when you're that desperate, you'll do anything. Yeah. You know? So that, that was the first fake ID was not getting a fake ID. <laughs> and eventually I did get one. And then um, funny story, I was in California once. And at the time I was of age. And we go up to a bar and everybody's giving their IDs. And I didn't have an issue like you. The guy was like, oh, yep, you're over 21. You can go in. One of the other guys I was with, the guy says to him, this is a fake ID. The guy's like, no, it's not. It's not a fake ID. And I didn't know the guy well enough to know how old he was or his ID or anything like that. So he's like, it's not a fucking fake ID. So the guy's like, not only can you not come in, I'm keeping this. So my friend's like, um, I used to work with him. So my friend's like, 
it's, it's my ID. You got to give it back. So I say to him, is it really your ID? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, is it real? And he's like, yeah. So I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm like, let's, let's go shit crazy. So I start saying to the guy, give him back his fucking ID. This is ridiculous. We should get people over. Give him his fucking ID. It's his ID. He said it was real, blah, blah, blah. So the bouncer at this point just didn't want to deal with us. So he like threw the ID in the street. He was like, yeah, here's your fucking ID. Get out of here. We go, we pick it up, we start walking away. The guy goes to me, by the way, that's a fake ID. <laughs> uh, you motherfucker. <laughs> All, right. All right. We are done. It's been over an hour, so I'm sure people are sick of us by now. Thanks, everybody, for- Like button, share, yes, subscribe. Hit the like button. <laughs> Share, subscribe, all of that, that jiznits and whatnot. Uh, next episode, I think we are going to talk about it being since it's since it's Christmas time. Uh, we are going to talk about the shittiest Christmas gift you've ever either given or have received. Yeah. All right. And can I use some that somebody else has given or received? Because Secret Asian Man gives horrible, horrible <laughs> gifts. <laughs> but I'll use my own. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will uh, we'll see you in a week. Great. I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. bored. <laughs> My wife almost killed me. Wife, get in here. Get in here. Wife, wife. Is this still the ball story? 13 seconds. <laughs> oh. She was going to kill me. <laughs>